Listening Dog Media. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next? Last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Muddy Knees Media. Hello and welcome to the Offside Rule Christmas edition. That's right, we are jingle belled up to the max. It's me, Kate Borsay, Christmas Kate, you can call me, ready to help you get your bells on. Uh, I've got uh, a couple of merry elves alongside me as well as usual, Lindsay Hooper and Hayley McQueen. Hello to you ladies. Hello. Hello. Season's greetings. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, 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 ho. It's not too early to say Merry Christmas, is it? I feel like we can add that onto everything. Every every greeting and every goodbye must now have a Christmas. Yes, I've been watching Christmas movies since the 21st of November. (laughs) Well, Lindsay's had her tree up since the 12th of October. (laughs) (laughs) All three of us are back this week. Lindsay, I've got a bone to pick with you and producer Abby. How could you do a football and fashion section with Ali Bender and Kelly Summers without Hayley and myself? I did say this. I did say this at the time, and I knew that you'd both be a little bit peeved. My dissertation was was the fashion of football. (laughs) She's got a qualification in it. But that's what you get for having a week off, you two. That's what you get. (laughs) Vengeance is best served with a topic that we love. Um, Lindsay, I'm interested to know what level you're on at the Christmas barometer because we know that you started early. You got this Christmas tree up early. Your Christmas shopping's (laughs) probably all done. No, Um, I haven't um, done it. No, okay. So where are you at on your... Because you've been covering a whole ton of football and it's nice when when you go to clubs, isn't it? Because it gets festive. People are wishing Merry Christmas to each other. You start to see some tinsel around the place. Club shops are full of Christmas tat and we'll get onto that later. But where are you at on your Christmas barometer? I'm now struggling. I'm now I'm now treading water because oh, on Saturday I'm I'm doing fighting talk on Saturday and I'm going into the studio into London and then I'm going to go to the shops because I've even missed the online windows now. Um and it was just because everything got so busy. There's the, this two week window where I've been working for three different broadcasters and I've I've hardly had a moment to myself. So <laughs> busy that's and it. confusing. Have you yeah. introduced the wrong show for the wrong broadcaster yet? <laughs> no, not yet. But thanks for putting that in my head. <laughs> Haley, how are you doing on your Christmas barometer? Um, well, 
I've actually had quite good fun Christmas shopping because I have a daughter now. So I've been buying toys galore and a niece and a nephew who were like five and three. So I have had the best fun searching the internet. And, and I did pop to a few shops a little while ago um, when we were allowed. And I must have spent an hour and a half in there just playing with stuff. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Turned into a um, large child. Yeah. But I, I've, I'm one of those. I've got to the age where I don't care about presents for myself anymore. I haven't even asked for anything. I just, I'm just not bothered. I'd rather just be all about the kids. You'll probably be the same as well. And I'm, I just can't no. wait to the no, 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 no. I have already placed my Christmas oh, orders okay. with my other half. I know exactly what I want. You've also been really busy, uh, as you say, Lindsay, at the, the football. Um, that Jimenez banner you spoke about in last week's show, um, that was up as well, wasn't it? Um, reading mm-hmm. Fuerza, so strength, Raul, the strength of the wolf is in the pack for Raul Jimenez, of course. I thought that was a really lovely gesture. And he got Leicester's James Madison to declare that Peter Drury, Amazon Prime video commentator, was his favourite <laughs> one as well. I love that. Oh. That was so nice. And then he also gave away the trade secrets at the moment because uh, in that interview with James, obviously we're... We're doing a lot online because we can't be there in person. So I, I'd been on a Zoom call and done this huge feature with James for Prime Video ahead of the match that they ran. And then when I spoke to him afterwards, because he'd had this amazing performance against Brighton, he was clearly the player to pick for the post-match interview. And he came over and then as well as saying about Peter Drury being his favourite commentator, which was a lovely moment, he also went, oh, I didn't recognise you from Zoom. You were tiny <laughs> in, the, in the middle of the interview. So obviously that was all given away that I wasn't there. <laughs> Uh, and Hayley, in terms of good Scottish interaction, uh, Nicola Sturgeon jumped in on the offside rule top 100 that we do with The Guardian yes. and congratulated all the female Scottish players. So the yeah. likes of Kim Little, Caroline Weir, etc. Good old Sturge. Mm. I know. It's just a shame that we don't have those players involved next summer when it comes to the Euros because I'd trade a few of those in for some of the, <laughs> for some well, of the men's team right now, to be w- fair. Well, we do have, of course, the Olympics next year and there yes. will be a Team GB women. Mm. We know, well, it's been heavily, heavily rumoured that Phil Nelson has been is is the man for for the job although it, I understand it won't be announced just yet but that is the common understanding is that he's he's the man for the job so you, so you will see them and big sam is back in management as well with um with a, a very tidy bonus packet i believe really yes um he'll land Ooh. a 2 million pound survival bonus if he guides no. west brom to premier league safety well, that's ridiculous because I actually think wow. Slavan Bilic wasn't far away from getting that team to click. I mean, there's been performances throughout the season where I think they've looked pretty good. I mean, Manchester United springs to mind. Mm. Um, even the match that mm. I did last against Crystal Palace, yes, they lost 5-2, but they'd lost a player with a red card. And I, I think up until that point, at the very early stages, they were, they were in it. They were They were really asking questions. And yeah, I feel a bit sorry for Slavan because he he was tasked with getting them into the Premier League. He did it in the first year. What more was he meant to yeah, achieve for them? Such is the football world. All right, well, let's crack on with this week's show then. It's the last one before Christmas. So we're getting all festive. We're going to have some festive music. We're going to think about filling our stockings. Um, virtual crackers all round and a mince pie for good measure as well. Ladies, uh, this week we're going to find you that extra special Christmas club tat our lovely listeners that comes mm-hmm. out every year so be prepared for some last minute stocking fillers uh, we're looking at some big derbies as well that haven't happened in a while but first uh, let's look at a very busy christmas 
So topic one, punishing winter. That sounds a bit dour, doesn't it? But really, this is all about the fact that the Christmas schedule is packed. It's a time for cheering. Do you get it? On your football team, um, as they seemingly play every two days. It just gets crazy, doesn't it? So who has it toughest? I'm interested to know which team you're concerned about. This could be about the opponents that they're facing, the time between matches, the squad depth, injury crisis, etc. Who concerns you? Hayley? Oh, gosh. I mean... There's a few. I'm just going to give you a couple before I get to the team that I think are going to really, really struggle over Christmas. But I just want to mention, of course, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, because Manchester United, with Ole, who says he wants to mount a title challenge over the, the hectic Christmas period, they've got six games in 16 days. It's madness. We're obviously going to talk about Man United leads as a derby in derbies a little bit later, but that is a massive one as far as United are concerned. There's back-to-back away games as well, so they have to travel to Everton and Leicester three days apart over Christmas. And then they could maybe try and pick up some points at home. Yes, they don't have the fans behind them, but against Wolves, Surrey, Lindsay, Villa and Watford, you'd be expecting them to pick up as Manchester United, that's what Chelsea points. thought, Hayley. Mm-hmm. That's what well, Chelsea I know. thought. <laughs> Before they take on Liverpool mid-January, but it's not really Manchester United I'm too worried about. It's the it's the teams with such small gaps of preparation between. I mean, you look at Chelsea, Man City, and Crystal Palace. They've been dealt a bit of a, a tough fixture schedule, and and. and Everton as well. They have 48 hours rest time between matches on Boxing Day and the 28th. Um, Yes. And actually cities like that as well, only 48 hours between their Boxing Day encounters of the 26th of December with Newcastle and then their their, their trip to Goodison Park. You know, both both tricky fixtures. A lot of travelling, yeah. And and, and Tottenham, hmm, they've got a turnaround time of 70 hours and 45 minutes compared to just 48 hours between their games at Christmas. And and Arsenal have been dealt a good hand as well, so there should be no complaints there. They've got 73 hours and 30 minutes. However... Yes, between those games. But I was just going to say, if you look at December Mm. as a whole... They've had quite a lot of fixtures because of have. Europe, haven't they? So they they have done a lot of juggling, and any teams as well involved in the EFL Cup, like yes, Arsenal, have this extra fixture. Yeah, they've got like nine fixtures up until the 29th of December in this month, mm. um, and they've got that Man City match. Yeah, would it surprise you to know to learn that I've looked at the average rest days of all the teams in the okay. Premier League, and okay. Everton, Man City, and Manchester United do have it worse. They've each got an average of only two rest days between matches over Christmas so that's the average but Arsenal let's just pick up on then I know Ali spoke about it in last week's show Lindsay but they've got an average of 2.3 rest days between fixtures and it's that combined with so many other things that are going wrong there at the moment that I'd be especially worried for them and if you compare it to other teams so for example you know Liverpool despite Jurgen Klopp going on about fixture congestion and and also the fact he doesn't like the half past 12 kickoffs on a Saturday that Liverpool have only got one more of those left in this period and then it's it's sort of pretty nice for them in sort of relative terms. Arsenal, meanwhile, have got five fixtures, including Everton and Chelsea, in the time that Liverpool have got three, for example. So when you when you look at those comparisons, that you know the games are stacking up, and for a team like Arsenal, they can't afford to have too many factors which are going to stand against them because they're still in fifteenth. They are, you know, despite getting the draw this week. Um, they are, very, you know, very much a club in trouble, I think. Sheffield United were the team I've actually singled out as a team that could either 
do brilliant things over the Christmas period, but I, I think are going to struggle. And the reason they need to do well over the Christmas period and, and the festive period heading into January is because mid-January they take on Tottenham in the league. Then they have back-to-back away games at Manchester United and then Manchester City. And actually, the beginning of February, they take on Chelsea. Um, they do have a trip to Brighton. It's a long trip, but they have six days recovery. But they take on Everton at home. Three days later, they're away to Burnley and then away again to Crystal Palace. And these are games they would be expected to get something from. I just think there's too much pressure on Sheffield United sitting rock bottom. I think if they don't pick up points, we'll be seeing a new manager in the new year to try and get something out of the team and G them up to take on these huge teams, of course, at, at the top at the end of the month. But mm, my goodness, mm. it's, it's, not, it's looking bleak for Sheffield United. Already, uh, I think. I think. I yeah. think it'd be a Christmas miracle, to be honest, Haley. Because yeah. you look at, I think the last really poor points total at this point in the season. I might be slightly out here, but it was Derby County. It was about nine points, and Sheffield United have one. And Derby still went down. Yeah, I, it's it's the only team where I think there could be a managerial sacking over the festive period, unfortunately. Mm. Um, Lindsay, I reckon by the time this period is done, you'll have been and seen nearly every team or definitely covered <laughs> nearly every <laughs> Not team. Not quite so, as many. <laughs> so you're a great person to ask this. We've obviously mentioned, you know, Arsenal, Sheffield United. We mentioned Manchester United, a little bit of Manchester City as well. Where's your concern or who's your concern for? Well, when I was looking at this and I was thinking punishing winters, I I want it to be a team that's got something at stake. So I was looking at the title race and thinking who's going to come out of the Christmas period in a worse position. And I think that team is Chelsea. I think that obviously they had their defeat to Wolves midweek, but their their schedule is pretty gruelling. They've got West Ham at home, Arsenal away, Villa at home and then Man City at home. Um, And I think when it comes to the title race, you look at the times of the, the, the matches as well, 5.30 on Boxing Day, then two days later, they've got that Villa game, 5.30 again. I, I think Frank Lampard, although he has got, I think, some depth in squad and he can rotate, I can just see them dropping some vital points here. And it's just looking at the teams in and around them. And where I think Man City might gain some ground this this Christmas, I think that they might, might drop off a bit. Um, mm. So it's Chelsea for me, who I think will have a punishing winter when it comes to the title race. In terms of injuries, obviously Liverpool have got their own issues going on at the moment and also Everton too. You know, in the game against Leicester this week, Alan obviously went off with that hamstring injury. They'd already, they were already without Seamus Coleman, uh, persistent hamstring issue. James Rodriguez, we know, is out, definitely out for this weekend's game with Arsenal, Fabian Delph, Luca Digne as well. No return yet. So in terms of squad depth and injuries, you know, you might want to have a little look at Everton for that. Um, any other club that's causing you concern, ladies, before we move on? No, not really. I think I'll leave it there. The one thing I was going to say about Chelsea as well is the fact that, you know, Werner, he's not finding his scoring feet, is he? No. So that's the other thing. I know that there is Giroud and Abraham and and they'll probably look to them a little bit more and maybe Werner will be rested. At the moment, he's persisted with him. I suppose with a striker that's not scoring, that's what you try and do is keep giving them game time because then it will come. But there has to be a line drawn, I suppose, where players that aren't in form are rested and Kai Havertz is the other one. 
Mm. By the way, if you are interested in Arsenal, it's not such a positive piece to read, but it's a good piece to read. Um, up on The Athletic this week, James McNicholas and David Ornstein have done a brilliant piece called Arsenal FC The Decline. Not sure if that's one for Spurs fans <laughs> rather than Arsenal fans, but it is a very good piece, very good reading as per... All right, let's wrap that up there then, ladies. Uh, The schedule's tough on players, isn't it? But it's great for us to watch, so that's good as football fans. Uh, Maybe not so good for Lindsay, who'll be um, probably travelling quite a bit over the Christmas period, right, Lindsay? Yeah, well, I'm in the Midlands for Boxing Day and the 27th. Then I'm at Palace on the 28th. um, And I'm at Brighton this weekend, so a little bit bit of um, north and south (laughs) driving. Well, whilst Lindsay's preparing to clock up the miles, we're going to look ahead to this weekend and a very tasty fixture ahead. The one I'm talking about, of course, uh, music to Hayley McQueen's ears, Manchester United versus Leeds. It's the big one. It's the derby. And it's been it's been so long, hasn't it, since we've seen these two sides compete in the Premier League. Uh, most importantly, where are your allegiances on this one, Hayley? Well, obviously Manchester United, for those listening, yes, I was born in Manchester. One of the rare people to be a Manchester United fan <laughs> from the city <laughs> itself. And speaking of which, the day I was born, which was the 9th of December, so not too long ago, um, Manchester United played Leeds United the day before. My no. mum went into labour and went to hospital in Manchester. That's right, to St Mary's. And um, mm. she, she'd gone in, her waters had broken. She popped to the hospital and uh, did my dad stay with her? No. Of course he didn't. He, he went to Old Trafford with 58,000 other fans to sit on the bench <laughs> to hope to be part of the team because he'd, of course, left Leeds United to play for Manchester United, which was controversial as it was yeah. anyway, and didn't want to miss out. So he'd rather miss the birth of his firstborn than this game. But they did say it was going to be a he while. He probably got a fair bit of abuse, didn't he, uh, Hayley, sat yeah, there? Well, I was born in the early hours of Sunday morning, so he did have chance to pop back to the hospital, made sure my mum had something to eat. I do believe he then went home for a nap. <laughs> of course <Yes>. he did. <laughs> of course he did. So, um, it's, 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 it sounds exhausting. like this story's been told around the family a few times. Oh, yes. Mum mentioned it the other day when we celebrated my birth, and she said, I'll never forget that your dad almost <laughs> missed the birth. But no, he, he was there. And yeah, it was big celebrations all around that weekend because I was born. Man United didn't manage to beat Leeds. It was actually a draw, 1 1. Yeah, my dad had said those were the days and the games where you were just so desperate to play. Like you, you would miss anything for a derby, and, and, mm. and he's proof of that. <laughs> Well, derbies, huge occasions, aren't they, in football? Often, often associated with um, with the Boxing Day fixture as well. But I want to talk about um, gaps between derbies. Um, as we've said, um, been a while since Leeds and Manchester United met in the league. So who else haven't we seen in action for a long time? Let's go to you, Linz, for this one. Easy. Easy for me oh, to easy, do this easy. one. Easy, because I'm a Wolves fan and we've not had the Black Country derby with West Bromwich Albion for nearly nine years. And this predates Nuno taking over as Mm. Wolves manager. It predates Connor Cody being captain. They have got no idea about this derby, but don't worry, I've been telling them. Um, Mm. 
I'm doing quite a lot in the build-up to this already for work. Um, and, and now with Sam Allardyce as well as West Brom manager, I suppose that changes things slightly, maybe in, in the approach of both teams for this. I cannot wait. It's the 16th of January, 12.30 kickoff. And it means so much. I am from a household where my dad supports West Brom. My mum, my granddad, my uncle, we're all Wolves fans and big, big into football. It is a divider. It's a huge divider. I've told you about the flag in the past where there's a West Brom flag next door, but one to my mum and dad that we can see from our back garden. It drives me <laughs> mad. Um, my mum's best friend from um, from when she was little, from about six years old, they used to live next door to Mitt McCarthy and they're big West Brom fans and they called their house on purpose the Hawthorns just so that every time just he opened amazing. his door, he would see the Hawthorns. Um, it, it, it can be friendly like that. It's a little bit tongue in cheek but when Derby Day comes round local bragging rights mean everything and as a Wolves fan who the last time if you go back to 2012 when the last Derby was there was a period of time probably about five years um, including that that game where West Brom scored five past us and, and Mick McCarthy got got the sack where West Brom have been the top team I hate to say it but they did they were they were the ones for the for the last few this is our chance we are the better team now yes we are the best team in the no West excuses. Midlands although this is it you know who is also a big Wolves fan don't you Sam Allardyce yes so maybe he'll gift us a favour hopefully well, maybe. no I don't well, want it no. gifted I don't, I don't want it gifted I want us to do it the proper way <laughs> Yes. Um, if it's any indicator, Wolves under 23s, they played this week West Brom under 23. So we have had a black country derby, but at the under 23 level and Wolves won 4-2 and I'll take that on the day. Oh, I will wade in with Southampton and Portsmouth. It's one of those derby fixtures that reminds me of times gone by actually working working day in and day out in uh, football as I did um, well, well over a decade now. It does remind me of those times. Um, they met in the Premier League the last time over 15 years ago. It's called the South Coast Derby or the Hampshire Derby, actually, less commonly known as the Hampshire Derby, but that is one of its tags. After April 2005, uh, the teams uh, met over one season in the Championship, so 2011-12, once in the FA Cup, once in the EFL Cup last year. But I think the thing to note with this one, not only has it been a long time since they've met in the top league of football, but with Pompey in League One, although they're doing well, I think it's going to be a while before we see that South Coast derby again, Southampton and Portsmouth. Hayley? What about the ups and downs of Dundee and Dundee United? Because I find this fascinating. I knew how close these two teams were in the city and they are literally a stone's throw. When I first went to cover a game up in Dundee, I was stood at the press entrance at United's ground and could literally see Dundee. It's so weird. It's like when you have a football club and then there's another building just across the road and you know that's a training ground. Well, it's not. And recently obviously been slightly controversial because um or slightly scandalous because Dundee beat United and relegated them to the championship it all hinged on that one that's a, game. such a terrible way to go isn't it? It, it it is they then were going to have a season without playing each other of course and uh, until Dundee United tried to get um promoted again but they drew each other in the cup competition there was a draw and then <laughs> Dundee yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> 2019, it all changed again because they then, of course, faced off in the championship because they were relegated. They played each other three times. And in the opening derby game of that season, Dundee United beat Dundee 6 
two. So it was very much out for revenge. They were like, as soon as we beat, meet them in the league again. And it's just such a shame because these big games, these derby games are, are played over um, the Christmas period or, or quite often on Boxing Day. It means an awful lot for, for a city, the fourth largest city in Scotland, just to give you a little bit more of a fact. Um, pubs Sponsored are, by the Scottish Tourist Board today. That's it. Pubs are absolutely thriving. It's a shame when you've got a city like that and you don't have this game because they play each other not just twice, of course, like we do in the Premiership, three or four times in the league, whether it's the Championship or the Scottish Premiership. So it means an awful lot to businesses as well, especially right now when fans can't go to the stadiums. At least you know that the city's going to be buzzing with... with uh, sort of players and, and, and staff and everyone that's involved with regards to hospitality and things like that as well. But yeah, I just wanted to give them a little mm. bit of a, it is, it a is, bit of a shout out. It is great when you get a Dundee versus Dundee and Dundee have scored and so-and-so for Dundee. A <laughs> um, quick one to add in from me. The Potteries hasn't seen their two local football clubs meet since 2002. So Stoke and Port Vale I'm talking about. They were last in the same division, the second division back in 02. Not a sniff of a reunion since then. Uh, Stoke in the Championship now, Port Vale in League 2. So I think it's safe to say it's going to be a while before we see the Potteries derby back again. All right, well, we look forward to Manchester United and Leeds facing off this weekend. Quick prediction from you, Hayley McQueen. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, there's going to be goals. That's guaranteed, isn't it? Especially but... with Leeds playing. Yeah. What about you, Linz? Oh, I, I think it will be 2-2. Oh, a draw. Hayley? I think United will just pip it 4-3. I'm going oh. seven goals. Oh. Go on, why not? Give me a treat. All right, well, next up, talking of treats, let's talk Christmas gift treats a bit of Christmas tat But the fire is Well, this is definitely our favourite topic every year because we like shopping and we like ridiculous items. It's the one where we help you fill your Christmas stockings or the stocking up for the football fanatic in your life by finding the most peculiar, outrageous, interesting slash ridiculous Christmas gifts on football club websites. So, although given the strain that Royal Mail's under at the moment, it'll probably be too late if you order them today. But nonetheless, uh, if you can take a trip to a club shop, this is what you might want to purchase. Lindsay, what's on your list? <laughs> um, shall I go adult rated first? What? what? Adult rated? <laughs> Manchester City have got a Manchester City thong and suspenders. Couldn't oh, find any God. others from any other club. But if you are a big Manchester City fan... <laughs> And you get that for your loved one. You could he be in for a treat. And suspenders. I mean, you can't wear those to the football, can you? Yeah, it's absolutely freezing. Um, although you can't wear anything to the football in Manchester anyway at the minute. But um, I'm not sure I would go with that myself. I think that's more a present for the man than for the woman, isn't it? Let's be honest. Or woman for woman. You never know nowadays. Yes, you know? true, so true, true. There true. you go. For Hayley, uh, the thing that really made me wonder about this is the endorsement by a player. But it's um, Manchester United hair straighteners endorsed by Ryan Giggs. Oh, what? Right. <laughs> so that hair. It's always I curly, don't know why straight. they're endorsed by Ryan Giggs. I've got no oh. idea. But um, I don't think he's got that much hair now. I mean, in his playing days, it, it was a bit curly, I suppose, wasn't it? But 
Man United hair straighteners. Wow. He d- didn't have a straightener's hair there, did he? If you were going to nominate a footballer who would use those hair straighteners, who who would it be, just out of interest? Tom Davis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Straighten that. Straighten that with Tom Davis. Okay. <laughs> Jolly good. Um, I'll come back to you, Lindsay, if you've got anything else. Um, I've got Hayley, loads. Gonna... I've got oh, so okay. many. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fabulous. I, mean, I went Hayley. onto the Manchester United website. And it was quite funny because when you clicked on the website, whilst it was loading, there were just the names of the players down the side and you could click on them. And it looked like you could actually buy one of the players. <laughs> Obviously, you'd need millions in your bank and your PayPal account would probably be under severe strain. Um, but but if you clicked on a player's name, it obviously brought up merchandise that was related to them. But it did look for a moment like you could just buy the player. So if you're in Saudi Arabia, you're probably thinking, ah, oh, yes, this is fine. I have all of this money. I did find on the Middlesbrough Football Club website, because I just went for kind of the teams that I follow to start with. Um, I thought, oh, what could I buy a family member or a friend who supports the borough? Well, what about for 25 quid... That was £35, a bright red hard hat. <laughs> a builder's hat. It's just so random. You could buy well, yourself a builder's All it has is a tiny little middle of a football club sticker on the front and it's a plain red hat. Surely that's I don't, like a so, toy for a child, no? Well, I don't agree. This actually no. falls in line with, with something that I don't agree with, which okay. is being able to buy things that look like they could be legitimate. So at West Ham, you yeah. can buy a high-vis jacket. Well, I don't want someone then pretending to be security somewhere. Yes. Or even, yeah, yeah breaking breaking health and safety rules because they haven't got yeah. the appropriate type of... Or in your case, Hayley, you know, pretending to be a builder... Yeah, Mm. Um, I have sent you ladies via WhatsApp the Aston Villa Santa Puff soft toy (laughs) and a very angry Santa he looks too. I'm not sure I'd want to cosy up with this chap. He looks like he wants to punch you. Don't don't look in the eyes, okay? Don't look in the eyes of this soft toy. Do not buy this for a child. It will give them nightmares. Hayley. Yeah, I've I've found a, a something for Lindsay because you've obviously just renovated a, a, a property. I found you a beautiful mirror. It's bright yellow. <laughs> I've when just you, seen the picture you and, sent it through. Yeah, it's going to go in your lounge, and when you look in it, <laughs> your other half's going to have to just avoid this mirror. It says Wolves's number one fan, and looking right <laughs> oh, at God. you. That could actually nice. cause a domestic. I think nice, this it? is unbelievable. I mean, it, 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 it's literally like either a self-fulfilling prophecy or it's some sort of affirmation, daily affirmation, where you can build yourself up psychologically by looking in this little arched mirror. Wolves's number one fan. Oh, bringing back the Black Country Derby. Um, do you want to know the worst possible present you could buy? And I didn't mean to just pick on West Brom, but it is the worst possible Christmas gift you could get and it's an inflatable t-shirt lilo so it's got like a wolf shirt but it's a a lilo (laughs) and I feel like this is the Christmas gift that especially in 2020 is just poking fun at you you know we're not able to go on holidays we can't go to the beach I mean no one's been away for nearly a year and then you can get a lilo and then we also live in the country where really you never outdoor swim in winter no it's not so you don't get great the most useless great use gift, out of it yeah an inflatable lilo from west brom useless and winds you up at the same time don't like that at all and by the way um i know we like our fashion and football as we've pointed out already i've got some hangers for you ladies uh, half price 10 of them for a fiver uh, they're newcastle united branded uh, must go okay. says the screenshot what a bargain i think if i got those it would be like the christmas 
where I received an iron from my other half. Genuinely wasn't making a joke about women and get back to the ironing, get back to the kitchen. He genuinely thought I would like this iron. I'd feel the same. (laughs) I remember you telling me about that at the time. Such an uninspiring gift. Yes, I did buy you a kettle though once, didn't I, Linz? Yeah, I think I asked for that though, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, and true. I think it was like a house gift, not a birthday that, gift. That's not another half buying you something that you know, that's thoughtful and indulgent and all of that, is it? Really, mm. it's nice. Yeah, here's it's one for you, ladies. Right, mm. this one, and I could see you both with one of these: a Stoke City belly button bar. <laughs> oh Lord! Wow! Lord, Lord, Lord! No, I mean that's just so 1990s, isn't it? For <laughs> like. That's like the first thing wrong about it. Um, how is it Stoke City? I, I, I mean, how is it? Because it's obviously quite quite tiny, right? How have they put Stoke oh, City on it? It looks quite chunky. It's silver and it's got a ball on the end. And on that ball is the Stoke City logo. Okay, so it's quite tasteful or not? No, not really. <laughs> Anything but. <laughs> I, I've got for you, Kate. And I would have said you could have given it to your, your son, Arthur. But actually, it's, it's, it says not for children. Oh, but it's it's a ball of red silly putty. It's called bouncing putty. It's just a red ball of <laughs> silly putty, but it does come in a little Tupperware dish that says LFC on it, so it's official merchandise. Oh, okay. So it's just I see. So they're basically <sighs> cashing in on the putty slime craze. Correct. And they've done nothing but put it in a tub with a sticker yes. on it. But it's mm-hmm. not even in the children's section. It's legitimately in the my <laughs> Your loved one bouncing party. Yeah, oh goodness me! It's a a shame none of us have got a dog because there's a there's a zip up there's a zip up puffer coat for a dog from Crystal Palace. I love the idea of that. Fifteen pounds. It looks so cozy. I might get it for my cat. Crystal Mm, Palace also have a tape measure if if you know anyone who likes a bit of DIY. Is that to go with a hard hat from Middlesbrough? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, and the high vis jacket. (laughs) Um, I know that a theme here. I know that Kirk Haley's very good in the kitchen. There's yes. an Arsenal chef's hat you can oh, get online. Okay. He wouldn't mm. even know what Arsenal meant. He thought it just said you're an arse or something. He wouldn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'd wear it with pride. And um, talking about sort of kitchen-related items, um, West Ham have bought out a cheese board. Perhaps we could give this to Kurt instead. Um, it is a blowing bubbles cheese board. Yours for 20 quid. It's actually quite a nice cheese board, but engraved in it are the lyrics to I'm Forever Blowing Bubbles. Perhaps we could get this for producer Abby, actually. She had a whole cheese table at her wedding, so perhaps this is one for her. Um, So should you ever indulge in a bit too much of the wine belonging to the cheese and wine, you will never forget the lyrics to I'm Forever Blowing Bubbles engraved on this particular cheese board chopper thing. Uh, Producer Abby said no, she doesn't doesn't want it. Um, One more from you, Linz. Well, I have not one too, but I have I have <laughs> surprise, surprise. I have genuine Christmas suggestions for gifts because I've given a lot that I think nobody wants to touch those. You don't want you don't want a lilo with West Brom on it and you you don't want the Man City thong and suspenders. But I actually think these are genuine gifts that people would like. If you know someone who loves football, um, one of them is one of my colleagues, Clive Tildesley, the commentator. He's doing this thing with crib notes. Now, I don't know whether you've seen, but you can have them framed and it's all his commentary oh, notes for a, a specific game. That's a game. great idea. And they look really good, but that's commentarycharts.com if you want to go and have a look at that. And my other one, because we had discussions about kit and the fashion element and ones that we like, ones that we don't uh, in last week 
in last week's episode with Ali and Kelly. And there's a book, The A to Z of Weird and Wonderful Football Shirts. And it's brilliant. So I thought I'd mention that Mm. one to you. All right, well, hopefully that's given you some inspiration for your last-minute Christmas shopping. Before we end, it's any other business. All right, so any other business? The little stories that have stood out to you this week may have gone under the radar a bit. Hayley. Okay, well, here we go. Petr Cech is back playing football, if you missed it. He... um popped on his social media on his Instagram 565 days after what I thought was my last game of professional football I had the opportunity to be back on the pitch it felt so strange for the first 20 minutes as my match system I used to have whilst playing regularly was missing but as the game went on I was feeling returned and my match system reappeared I just have no idea what that match system yeah and it was great to have that special feeling again well done to my teammates for turning the game around it was great to get the win and three important points to go top of the league Is he some sort of cyborg, do you think? Do you think he just needed to program the match system back in the little pad at the back of his head? Yeah, it's a a bit weird, isn't it? Hmm. I know. So it it was obviously a Premier League 2 game that he was he was playing in sort of like a development side isn't it but he's back he's playing football and he was an emergency cover for Chelsea's game and he seemed to enjoy it but his system is now back up and running his batteries are charged and he's raring to go <laughs> at the ripe old age of I think 38. Yes yeah, still younger than Caballero though. True. Mm. Lindsay. Did anyone see Chris Wilder um, picking up a reporter who'd asked him a question and referred to Sheffield United <laughs> no. just as Sheffield. The 1991 campaign when you played for Sheffield, uh, then you got your Sheffield first... United pair. Sheffield United. Huh? Sheffield United pair. Sheffield United. Yeah. I'm you sorry. don't say that when you're talking to Oli Dia, Manchester. Huh? No, I don't. I don't. Sorry. That's so... all right. Yes. Oh. Yeah. He hit like the dizzy heights of social media, didn't he? He said, "You wouldn't do that to Oli, would you? You wouldn't no. say Manchester." <laughs> um, but he's he is right and there, there's those little ones that stick with you because I know from working in the East Midlands you know you never call Nottingham Forest Knott's Forest people no. do that all the time it's Knott's a common Kent. mistake too mm. so um, so yeah Chris Wilder um, having a little bit of a rant about that but in a, in a jovial way and then uh, Prime Video put up a on social media they put up a schedule of who was playing who and I think in a very tongue-in-cheek way they put Sheffield (laughs) Um, Leeds had a good game didn't they this week Wednesday night against Newcastle but before the match they were led out by a virtual mascot in these Covid times Jude Hawkridge uh, was watching on from Sheffield Children's Hospital Um, he's undergoing treatment for leukaemia bless him he's he's only eight Um, and he was basically beamed into the stadium via an iPad carried out by Liam Cooper um, for the walkout before the game so I thought that was a really lovely touch big breaking news as well for you I'm not sure if you want to get a uh, a yellow strap ready for your next shift at Sky Sports News Hayley but uh, there's a big uptake in chicken football at the moment so this is because of bird flu Uh, chickens are locked down yes even chickens uh, have to get locked down too Uh, because of that they're basically stuck indoors Uh, one particular farmer in Leicestershire has given them lots of different toys to play with they're a particular fan of the football so I'm sure he'll be establishing a league a chicken league maybe some different teams um, as they start to uh, work out the offside rule with some big blown up football so there you go chicken football very much uh, becoming a thing 
And ladies as well, we must mention, it isn't something that, that will have passed people by, but of course this week, Gerard Houllier passed away, just yeah. 73 years old. Uh, very much uh, fondly remembered by all Liverpool fans, Aston Villa fans, but I think the football community widely uh, understands that you know he was he was a really lovely man, yeah. um, and someone who brought a lot to the game and uh, brought us a lot of memories collectively as yeah. a, as a nation and people who enjoy the Premier League especially. And for younger fans as well, you just you just understand through some of the tributes what a thoroughly nice man he was, how respected he was. He didn't really have any big fallouts with any players or anything. He was just a, just a lovely character. And I thought some of those banners at Anfield this week before the game against Spurs were lovely as well. Allez, allez, Gerard Houllier, merci Gerard and, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, RIP Gerard Houllier, um, absolute Liverpool legend, really. All right, well, let's wrap up uh, for this week's show then. Thank you to our lovely listeners for tuning in. Um, this isn't it for the year, though. We are back next week with another Betwixtmas episode. So we'll be reviewing some of the year and looking ahead in that one. Very exciting. And um, between now and then, Linz has got about 500 miles to cover. <laughs> Uh, between all the different matches she'll be attending. Um, where are you in the immediate, Lindsay? Immediately, I'm at Brighton and I'm looking forward to this one because there will be fans. It's one of four areas, unless it's changed, but it was Brighton, Southampton. It might have just changed, actually. Oh, really? I don't the know. Liverpool clubs, they were the only ones that were still having some fans in. So maybe I'll see fans, maybe I won't for that big clash match with Sheffield United. Both teams needing points. And, and then, yeah, next week I'll be at Villa and Wolves. And Hayley? I have a couple more Shifts with Sky Sports News, and I've actually got a whole week off over Christmas. Obviously, oh, delicious! Party nice. planning, spending time in big groups with family. Obviously, doing none of that now. I'll just be trying to keep the little one entertained and trying to stop her from ripping the Christmas tree down. And all the lovely expensive baubles are now towards the top, and all the tat is at the bottom. That's what I spend <laughs> most of my days doing and trying to stop her from eating all the naughty Christmas snacks whilst I shovel them into my face. Yeah. So that's what I'll be doing for a week. Uh, well, I'll be covering Phil Williams on, on Times Radio. And the good thing about that is we get to chat again, don't we, Lindsay? There is a half past we nine do. every evening sports section. And uh, our very lovely Lindsay Hooper has been booked in to speak to me. When are you talking to me? Do you know, Lindsay? Two actually, I've got a oh, Monday. I've got two Mondays in a row with you. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So Mondays, the next couple of Mondays at nine thirty times ready. If you want to hear Lindsay and I shoot the breeze through the football and a couple of other <laughs> sports stories as well, um, I'm gutted. I can't remember when about. I last shot the breeze. I don't know. <laughs> at some time soon uh, you can keep up with everything Offside Rule by going to at Offside Rule Pod there are some um, end of year reviews coming up as well this this will all be over, over the next sort of couple of weeks there's plenty of reflective content going up as well as some of our usual pieces as well and there's some there's some really really good uh, daily content going up on the website so I would urge you to check out OffsideRulePodcast.com and of course the socials just to keep up to date with everything else um, all right. So as I said, we're back between Christmas and New Year. So stay tuned for that one. Ladies, stay safe. I hope you managed to finish that Christmas shopping off, Linz. Oh, me too. Otherwise, everyone's going to fall out with me over Christmas. <laughs> and Hayley, try not to spend too long looking at presents for children rather than yourself or just generally useful Christmas shopping. Uh, try not to get too distracted. I will try my hardest. No promises. <laughs> Until next time. Bye for now. You've been listening to The Offside Rule, part of the Athletic Podcast Network. Keep up to date with everything Offside at OffsideRulePodcast.com and by following at OffsideRulePod on Twitter and Insta. 
Check out all of The Athletic's football podcasts on Apple, Spotify and all the usual places or listen ad-free on The Athletic app. The Offside Rule is a Muddy Knees Media production. Yes, that music means one thing and one thing only. The Offside Rule WSL edition is back. Woohoo! And the WSL is bigger and better than ever before. Which means we need to do the same. And that's why we've got interviews with the biggest names, the brightest minds in the game, as well as all the in-depth match analysis you've come to know and love. Just search for the Offside Rule WSL edition, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or you can find us ad-free on the Athletic app. That's the Offside Rule WSL edition, out every Tuesday. Muddy News Media. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.